Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. What a privilege and honour and a blessing it is for each and every one of us to be here tonight. You might say, surely you would have started by thanking us for coming. And I think, no, why would I thank us for coming to a place that we are privileged and honoured and blessed to come to? Sometimes we have this view of, uh, thank you so much for giving up your Sunday night to come and hang with the people of God in the house of God with the worship towards God and the Word of God, like we're doing God some sort of favour of being here. We are blessed and honoured and privileged not to be sitting on the couch watching the latest rubbish, but to be in the house of God. We're in for a good night. Anything could happen. Probably will. But God is incredibly good. God is incredibly good, holding nothing back. How many people received something from Father this morning? Holding nothing back is not just giving our best to God, but it's giving our worst to God. We can't give our best to God unless we've given our worst to God. And holding nothing back is not about doing more, it's about withholding less. I pray you heard that. It's not about, come on, get busier, get busier. Can I encourage you, men and women of God, if someone asks you how you're doing, don't say busy. It's not a badge of honour. We are not the sum total of the work that we do. We are children of the Most High God. Define correctly, measure correctly. Busy is not a description of how you are. Okay, I'll just keep on going. I I, I fear that at times if we're not careful, busyness itself can become the enemy of fruitfulness. Because we get frantic. And I might talk about that a little bit. And I don't see that in the nature and the character of God. He's got all the time in the world because He created it. He's not in a rush. He's not running out of time. And nor are you and I. And Sally and Pastor Tark and Pastor Adrian, we were talking after the uh, third service this morning. And one of the things I think Father wants us all to get a deeper revelation of is what we're responsible for and what God's responsible for. Where we get into striving and stress is when we take responsibility for what God said He will do. We get upset and disheartened when we pray for people and they don't get healed or pray for people and they're not yet saved and we question ourselves all the while. God said, hang on, I thought I'm the one that leads people to repentance. I'm the one that leads people into all truth. Don't take responsibility for what God said He will do. Let's just ensure we're doing what God called us to do. Let's keep doing what God's called us to do. Let's leave the results to Him. If you're not seeing the growth, hang on. Jesus said, I'll build my church. I'll make things grow. Don't take responsibility. Don't disharden yourself. Don't step away because you haven't seen the results. Even Jesus Himself, not all His results were what we would have called success. Many left him, the disciples arguing, 
disciples denying, disciples committing suicide. It doesn't sound like great results, but he kept in step with what God, his father asked him to do. Don't measure by what God said he will do. And also don't measure and don't be defeated by other people's choices. There's a word of freedom for some of you right here, right now. I feel God show me. You are, you're actually taking responsibility for other people's choices. No, you're not responsible for other people's choices in the same way that other people are not responsible for your choice. God Himself does not violate free will. So why are we trying to? Let's allow people their journeys and let's just have this thing. God, I, I got to take responsibility for me. And I want to give my best to you. I want to give my worst to you. And God, I want to withhold nothing. Lord, my posture is yes, Lord, before you speak. You call my name and I say yes, Lord. Lord, sometimes it's going to be things I want to hear, but sometimes it's going to be things I don't want to hear. But I keep on saying yes, Lord. And tonight God's told me if this morning was with holding nothing back, tonight is finished well. Finish well, finish well, finish well, finish well. I'm going to pray. I wonder if the keyboard at least would just stay with me for a little bit. You guys can stay there. But just Father, right now in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we want to be men and women of God. Men and women of God. Men and women who belong to God, who walk with God, who reflect God. Lord, who enjoy the journey with God. Lord, who do our part to help connect other people with God. We want to be in the world, but not of the world. So we're asking you to speak, Holy Spirit, whatever is on your heart, reveal, download it. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. You can all grab a seat. Thanks, guys. You are awesome. I, I lent to my wife in the worship and said, uh, I could just stand here and listen to these guys forever. It is so glorious. So thank you. Thank you, Church Unlimited, for opening up your hearts to Sally and I and my mum and dad, David and Margaret McCracken, who are longstanding we just love the church. We love what God is doing in New Zealand and beyond. New Zealand and beyond. I just love it. I just love it. I think Father smiles on it. And uh, I, I want to honor the time and I want to lean into this today. And I want you to come on a little bit of a journey. Is that cool? And I want to look at finish well. I want to look at finish well. And I just want the Holy Spirit really to lead us in this moment. But I want to start with a couple of scriptures in John chapter 19 and verse 30. Jesus is on the cross and it says, When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. And with that, he bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. It is finished. We've got the Apostle Paul who said in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, he says, I have fought the good fight. I have what? Finished the race. I have kept the faith. We get Jesus, our perfect example, who declared it is finished. We get Paul, often referred to as the greatest apostle, 
saying, I have finished the race. And I feel God would say that both Jesus and Paul were declaring, Father, I have finished all that you gave me to do. It was not just, it's over. Jesus didn't hang on the cross and say, it is over. He is saying, it is finished. Father, I have finished what you gave me to do. Church, I want you to really lean in in this time here today. Because I, I believe that the Spirit of God wants us to be people who finish well. Not by human measurement, not by human standards, but in accordance with what Father has authored. Success is not doing many things well. Success in the eyes of God is actually called fruitfulness, and it is only connected to what God has authored. And Jesus said himself in John 17 verse uh, 4 that I have brought you glory by completing what you gave me to do. It is finished. I have finished what you gave me to do. And I want to lean in on this and I want to make a statement because we've got people in this room at all different places in your life. For some of you, life is going really, really good. And I celebrate with you. And I say, praise God. But the word of the Lord to us is not just praise God, it's going great now. But fast forward at that time where Father calls us from this life into eternity, we want to finish well. For some of you in this place, let's be honest, life is far from well. In fact, it's, it's a, by many people's standards, the one that, that you're still here. And my heart goes out for you. Everyone in this place will at times walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Jesus himself said, in this world you will have trouble. He said, be a good cheer, I have overcome the world. But he did say we will have the trouble. And so whether you're flying high or you're struggling to put one foot in front of the other, I pray the cry of our heart by the end of our little time here tonight is that we just say, God, we want to finish well. We want to finish well. And I want to bring a statement now and I want to just lean into it. And that is this, if we are going to finish well, and this is on a corporate level, all that God has called us to do, this is on an individual level, and I really want you to take this for you personally. If we're going to finish well, we must not Allow momentum. Everyone say momentum. Amen. Say it again. Momentum. Amen. If we are going to finish well, we must not allow momentum to carry us beyond Father's grace zone. If we are going to finish well, we must not allow momentum. I hear a lot about momentum today. I hear a lot about momentum even in the church and in the body of Christ uh, the fact that we're, it's all about the momentum. Come on, we've got to ride the momentum. We've got to ride the wave. It's all about that. If, if, if something's happening, let's just stay with it, stay with it, stay with it. Am I speaking against that? No, I, I say this often as a prophet when I speak. Make sure you hear what God is saying, not what He is not saying, okay? I, I want to treat you as mature people that you hear the whole counsel of what I'm saying. I'm not speaking against momentum, but I am encouraging us by the Spirit of the living God that if we are going to finish well, we must not allow momentum to carry us beyond Father's grace zone. 
And God spoke this into my spirit this afternoon. He said, don't be a slave to momentum. Don't be a slave to momentum. Again, I spoke this morning about the the God who gave His best for us. Have we given our worst to Him? Some of us are caught up in the place of momentum in the worst of life. Let's just talk about the negative for a moment. Maybe your life is in a place where, man, it has just been on a, on a bad track for a long time. And sometimes we can even just totally understandably arrive at a place as God, is it ever going to get any better than this? This is my lot in life. It's never going to change. I'm never going to break this addiction. I'm never going to have healthy relationships. I'm never going to get free from this fear, this anxiety. And I feel to speak in your spirit right now by the Spirit of God, don't allow the momentum to carry you beyond God's grace zone. There is a grace zone and don't allow the negative momentum to say that is actually defining and determining my life. It is carried on this way for a long time. It will continue. We are giving too much power to momentum. I want to declare my God is greater than momentum. And my life is not ruled and determined. I might have had a 20, 30 year uh, momentum in some negative way, but it doesn't have to mean that that is going to be that way for the rest of my life. There might have been a negative momentum, but I want to declare to you by the Spirit of God that we can make a decision today. We're going to finish well. Come on. Saul had a momentum of persecuting the church, of harassing the church. This was his thing. But he says, that is not going to be how I finish. And giving our best to God. This is where I want to really lean in and I want you to hear me. Galatians 5.25, one of the scriptures that I probably quote and uh, meditate upon and pray more than anything else. says, since we live by the Spirit, since we are alive by the Spirit of God, let us keep in step with momentum. Let us keep in step with the Spirit. God's about to speak. Are you ready to hear it? When it comes to what God is doing, as we lean into this word tonight, I have a cry in my heart. I just feel Father's heart. I feel it for me right now. I feel it for you as a church, and I feel it for you as individuals. I celebrate when God does something and it continues. Anyone else? I celebrate it when, man, God is doing something. We go, man, let's just keep on going with this. Let's just keep on flowing with this. I celebrate it. I celebrate it. I celebrate it. Am I speaking against it? I am not speaking against it. But hear what I'm about to say. Sometimes momentum can be the enemy to us fulfilling and finishing the work of God because we become reliant upon the momentum itself more than the God who is causing the momentum. Did that make sense? Our focus is on let's ride the wave. No, let's keep in step with the Spirit. Our focus is on this is flowing, man, let's just keep on flowing because this is working. No, God is working. Do you hear the subtlety or not? Am I making sense? 
in your life, man, something is going well, we actually almost build a shrine to the thing that is going well, and we start to almost worship the thing that is going well. And if I can only just keep this going, no, 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 if we can only but keep in step with the Holy Spirit of the living God. It is subtle, but it is profound, and I pray we get a revelation. God, I don't want to find something in the prophetic that works, and oh, well, oh, that works, man. I'm going to keep on doing that because that works. No, God says you keep in step with me. That's what works. That's what works. Uh, one of the things that I, I, here's the bottom line, we're to stay reliant upon God himself. If we're going to finish well, God, I want to keep in step with you. And sometimes God stops momentum because he's doing something new. And that's why we need to be people who are so in tune with the Holy Spirit. One of the best examples that just came to mind as I'm meditating on this is that of my senior pastor, Pastor Russell Evans from Planet Shakers. We're part of Planet Shakers Church. And Pastor Russell, uh, those uh, 15 years ago, I think about that, they were having Planet Shakers Conference. They were part of the youth movement from Influences Church, Paradise Church in South Australia. And at the time, the Planet Shakers Conference in Australia was, as a youth-led conference, was getting up to 30,000 people attending. How many people know that there's some momentum happening there? There's some things that are happening there. And they were having it in multiple cities around Australia. And it was just gaining momentum. It's gaining momentum. And God is doing good things. Don't you love it when God's doing good things? But he happened to be over in England one time. And God spoke to him as clear as anything. He says, I want you to shut down Planet Shakers Conference. And I want you to relocate your family and start a church in Melbourne. Now, if he had said, but hang on, there's momentum, things are happening here. And please, I want you to relate this to your own personal life. I want you to relate this to whatever God is doing. I'm not saying stopping things. Get what God is saying. His, his greatest confidence was not in the momentum, but in the God that he has attuned his ear to hearing, knowing that it is God that is causing this thing. And if God has something different to say, I don't want to, I don't want to keep something going that God says, I'm doing something different here now because I want to finish well not just enjoy this season and he told his wife and thank thank God that Pastor Sam is a woman of God and she said okay so they stopped it they closed it down they they they, they moved to Melbourne and they moved to Melbourne I think there was about five families and they started Planet Shakers Church and now just in Melbourne alone there's 19,000 people part of Planet Shakers and globally they were they were nationally man the momentum was huge back before God stopped it but now globally the Planet Shakers momentum is exponentially talk about tenfold and 10 years pastor it is that and some on a global level could they see it at the time no but did they trust the the one who whispered the original thing that started the momentum of Planet Shakers and still trust Him even when the momentum was carrying on. I want to encourage you, don't allow momentum to take you beyond Father's grace zone. When God speaks and something is happening and it is fruitful, but you know God is speaking, I beg you right now, be ones that say, God, we want to finish well so we'll keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Our reliance is on God. Amen. It says in Acts 17, 28, that in Him we live and move and have our being. 
In him we live. That's where our life is. In him we move. In him we have our being. We are God's children. We are God's offspring. And I want to stay reliant upon God. God's been speaking to me over recent times about reliance upon God, not upon anything else. See, I can get up here and speak, and I, I could probably even do it naturally. And do it. I don't want to rely upon me. I got to keep in step. Even now, while I'm talking to you, I'm not following through a plan. I got to keep in step because I'm not reliant upon getting some nicely articulated sentences and structure, or maybe the, the way that we're meant to preach. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. My sermons don't change lives. God's Spirit changes lives. I want to keep in step. I don't want to go be beyond what God wants. I want to keep in step. If you get one thing from me, please stay reliant upon God. Not upon momentum, not upon what works. What works is not what works. It's what God says to you in a moment for a moment. Last year I was out walking and just talking to my father, which is something I love to do a lot. And I was walking the he can tell the desire of my heart. And I actually verbalized these words to him out loud. I said, God, I need you more than ever before. And he said, no, you don't. He says, you don't ever need me any less than completely always for everything. Sometimes I have an awareness I need him more, but it doesn't mean I need him more. You can't need God more than completely always for everything. But many times as Christians, we live dependent and reliant upon self. Sometimes upon this momentum of things are going well, so we get caught up in that. Come on, let's not get caught up on the positive or the negative momentum and treadmill as far as our confidence and our reliance. God, we need you completely always for everything. In you we live and move and have our being. I want to keep in step with the Spirit of the living God. And if you say go, I'll go. If you say stop, I'll stop. I feel if we're going to finish well, it's not going to be about getting it all done now. It's truly about keeping in step with the Holy Spirit. And I alluded to this before, but I want to, I want to speak this. This is a word that, it's stirring and burning in my heart. I've shared a little bit with my wife, and I know God's birthing it in me, and I know it's for the body of Christ. I'm not joining the Church Unlimited now. I'm talking to the body of Christ. Is anyone here part of the body of Christ? This is what I believe the Spirit of the Lord needs us to get a fresh revelation. If we're going to finish well, we need a fresh revelation that God is never frantic. There will always be more to do than we think there's time to do. But I don't see... This is what God's speaking to me about and stirring me about. God is to be our example. Not another man, not another woman, not another leader, not another church, not another business, not another family. God Almighty is to be our example. Can I hear a real hearty amen? We got to make sure we're not creating our theology by what everybody else does. And in this time, there's so much to do. We just got to do more, do more, do more. And come on, come on, we got to get busy. And come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let me ask you, show me one scripture in the Bible that actually points to God being frantic and rushing and going, ah, you don't find it. 
Am I advocating that we don't do anything? I'm not, I'm here right now with you. I'm doing something. But I got to keep in step with the spirit of the living God. And the God I serve is not frantic. He's not running out of time. He's not rushing. He is not rushing. He is not. Uh, I, I looked at example after example of Jesus who, when he got commissioned into the ministry at the age of 30, and he's got three and a half years to set up Christianity and save the world. And you read time and time again, examples of statements like Jesus was leaving this town, going to this town, and as he was passing through Samaria, he stopped and talked to a woman at a well, and he had a conversation that says, I'm passing through. This is not part of my schedule. I'm passing through. And in that moment, she encountered the living God. She went to her town, said, you got to come and hear this man. They came and heard him, and they says, and they persuaded him to stay for two days. Zacchaeus encountering God, it says, uh, he, as he was leaving the town. And he says, I've got to stay at your house. I thought you were leaving. Yeah, but I'm not in a rush. I'm not stressed out about this. I'm not burnt out about this. But there's so much to do, Jesus. Have you looked at your to-do list in three and a half years? He goes, no, it's not to get through a list. It's not to be frantic. It's to keep in step with the Spirit of God that is leading me. There will always be more things for you and I to do than we have time to do if we measure by that's a good thing. Sometimes a good thing is the enemy of the God thing. And God is not looking for us to creep along the line or get um, just disqualified or trip over and ride ourselves out of the race because we are taking on the, the burden of Savior, of we're the ones that will change the world. No, God will change the world. And He wants us to keep in step with Him and not get caught up in the momentum that we actually don't listen to His Spirit and take time to rest when He says, rest. Say time to pray when he says pray. I'm here to empower you. Is this okay? We got to keep in step with the Spirit. Thank you, Father. I felt God say we need to let Father determine what fruit looks like in our lives. If we're going to finish well, If we're going to finish well, let me just say this again. If we're going to finish well, then we need to not allow momentum to carry us beyond Father's grace zone. If we're going to finish well, we need to keep in step with the Holy Spirit and not focus on getting it all done now and be frantic about it. No, 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 God is not like that. If you're in a place of franticness, I want you to step back and ask, what am I theologically believing that is incorrect? Mm, Can I go? It's not about your honor. If you're, everything's out of control because of what you've got to get done, we are theologically believing something about God that is incorrect. I'm running out of time. Okay, show me that in the Bible that God says that. But if I don't get this done, then, then they're not going to encounter God. Okay, show me in the Bible where it says that, when it says His Spirit will lead them to repentance. 
that his spirit will lead them into all truth. This is why what I've said at the start is so important. If I take responsibility for what God said he will do, I will live frantic. If you're living frantic and out of control, you are believing something wrong about God and taking responsibility for something that God said he will do. I'm here to set you free, but I'm also here to set you up that you finish well. I don't want to finish burnt out. I want to finish well. I am no longer taking responsibility for other people's decisions. I'm taking responsibility for my decision and part of my decision is saying no to people so I can say yes to God. No to frantic, yes to rest. Hmm. Is this okay? Okay, I will. On Because you said so, let's do this thing here. Let Father determine what fruit looks like. Doesn't Jesus say in John 15, 5, I'm the vine, you're the branches. You remain in me. Come on, remain in me. Keep in step with me. Keep part of me. Don't get caught up in the momentum, good or bad. Don't, don't make that your priority and focus. Don't make it, don't let that be supreme in your life. Don't get that out of control and frantic because, no, you remain in me. Come on, keep in step with the Spirit. You will bear fruit. God said this to me recently. God has called us to be fruitful and to be flourishing, never to be frantic. That's, that's right now what I'm trying to live out from. He's called me to be fruitful and he's called me to be flourishing. And fruitful in season and flourishing always, but never frantic. But God has said to me, let me determine what the fruit looks like. And I want you to get this. If you get nothing else, get this right now. God said it's more about the fruit of the Spirit than it is about the fruit of results. That's got to go deep in some of you right now. The fruit of my life, I want to stand in here well done and I want to get it all done. It's more about the fruit of the Spirit than the fruit of results. Especially when it's God who says, I do the results. I make it grow. I build my church. I lead into repentance. We are measuring. I feel the Holy Spirit on me right now just as heartbreaking. So please, people, can we please get this? I want us to finish well. I want us to finish well. Let me define fruit. It's about actually going through all of this thing and having an increasing measure of the fruit of the Spirit, not just the fruit of results, which God said He will do. Because you can have all the best results in the world and live frustrated and live angry and live resentful and live, come on, with no love for people, that the greatest, that finishing well is that we get to the end. And man, our love for God has increased. Our love for people has increased. We're more patient. We're more kind. I wonder if the fruit of results will flow more when God can say, you're on the right track. I wonder if God measuring fruit says it's more about how well we know God, not how much we do for God. Because people will say, we've done all these things in your name. We've done all these things. And we did. We did it for you and your glory. He goes, yeah, but I didn't know you. The true measure of fruit is how much you know Him. And it's also about how well we represent Him, not how much we do for Him. The measure and fathers of how well I do here today is how much I, I, I keep in step with Him and how much I re represent His heart. And I believe this is the call of God for our lives. Praise the name of Jesus. God wants us to finish well. God wants us to finish well. I, I want to say one other thing here. If we're going to finish well, we need to focus on the right priorities.
If we're going to finish well, we need to focus on the right priorities. And I feel God is saying in your heart and our lives that there's some shifts and changes that are coming in response to answering this one question. Sorry, I'll interpret answering this one question. Answering, what is that, Australians? <laughs> shifts and changes are coming in response to answering this one question. What do you want the most? Because if we're going to finish well, we have to resolve and answer this question. The question is not what do you want? We live life through the filter of what we want, but we actually don't. We live life through the filter of what we want the most. Some of us might want to lose weight and we want to lose weight. Some of us might want to put on weight and we might want to put on weight. That's not the question. It's what, do I want that more than I want that extra large fries? It's not what do you want. It's what do you want the most? Some of us want to be an elite athlete. It's not do you want to be strong and fit? That's not the question. I want to be strong and fit. I want to be buff. That was not the opportunity to laugh. It's not what I want, it's what do I want the most. I don't, I don't want to give all the time and energy that is needed to get there when at the moment the, the focus of my life, God, I want to know you more, I want to lean in more. That's, I want that more than I want a physical thing. I'm not saying there's anything wrong. If you do that, praise God. The question is on anything. It's not, do I want a healthy marriage? That, that, that's not the question. We all want it. But what do I want the most? Do I, do I, I, I want to live selfishly. I want them to meet my needs. Do I want my needs met more than I want to meet my wife's needs? The question is not what do you want, it's what you want the most. And if we're going to finish well, we have to get clarity on what is most important to us. I felt God say, don't make the choice to feed the flesh if you want to walk by the Spirit. See, the question here is not, do you want to walk by the Spirit? We would all say as believers, yes. It's not the question. The question is not, do you want to walk by the Spirit? The question is, do you want to walk by the Spirit as the most important thing? When that temptation comes, when you feel to do this, when you've just someone's done something wrong and you want to talk to someone else about what they've done or, or whatever it may be, it's not that you don't desire to walk in the Spirit. It, in that moment is what do you want the most? We will be people who finish well when we resolve our priorities. And God, I want to honour you and I want to honour people. God said, don't make excuses when you should make amendments. Don't make excuses when you should make amendments. What do I mean by that? Sometimes when the Holy Spirit tugs on our heart and whispers something, we go, oh yeah, but I, I, no, I didn't mean that. That's not really what I was thinking. I didn't. We can make excuses when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of our heart. Or when people say something, and if we're going to finish well, when the Spirit of God prompts us, whether it be by the Holy Spirit directly or through someone else, it's not how many excuses we made, it's how many amendments we made and said, you know what, that's not helpful, I'm going to put that behind me, I'm going to stop doing that. 
I want to honor God. I want to honor God. Don't believe the lie that if you pray this prayer, God, not my will, but yours be done for the rest of your life, you will not have the opportunity to wrestle with the right decision and the wrong decision. And if you feel like, man, I keep on having to adjust, I keep on having to reset, I, I keep on getting off track and I have to keep on coming back to, come on God, I want to do it your way. And you feel bad about that, let me speak a word of release. I want to commend you. If you're still in a place where you're saying, God, I'm coming back. God, I'm coming back. Come on, we get negative. Why am I still coming back, coming back, coming back? At least you're coming back because it's not set and leave. It's set and reset and reset. Come on, be daily transformed by by the renewing of your minds. Don't be down on yourself and write yourself up because you keep on picking yourself up. Keep on picking yourself up. I'm gonna finish well. And if I get if I get knocked down, I'm gonna get up again. If I make a bad choice, then I'm God, I'm gonna say, God, forgive me, and I'm gonna get up and go again. We're gonna finish well, my friends. We're gonna finish well. And if God has called you to do some things and you know you haven't embraced what God has called you to do, today is a day that we can stop and pause and say, God, I want to make you my priority again. I want to move into a place of obedience, holding nothing back from you. And I say, yes, Lord God, I want to finish well. I've had a momentum where I, I haven't been doing what you've called me to do, but that stops today because I'm not going to allow momentum to carry me to a, a grave still out of the will of God. We're going to realign right here, right now today. We're going to finish well. We're going to finish well. I wonder if brother on the keyboard will come back up and I just want to pray as Pastor Tuck comes in a moment. The last thing under this question of finishing well is to focus on those right priorities. What do we want the most? Before I say that, Please get the order right, and I want to encourage you to meditate on Colossians 3. From verse 4 on, it talks about things that we shouldn't do. In other words, not walking according to the flesh. But it starts, since you've been raised with Christ, I need you to set your hearts on the things above where Christ is. I need you to set your mind on the things above. Come on. Uh, we need to set our hearts and minds on the things above and on God himself. And then it goes into, and I want you to put off these things. We're trying to put off things so that we can set our mind on God. And he says, it's not you clean up and you sort out so you can focus on God. You focus on God and then the cleaning out and the sorting will follow where you're looking. We're doing it the wrong way around. You want to finish well? Get your eyes off your problem onto God. Get your eyes off the change and onto God. Come on. Get your eyes off your folks and onto God's goodness and God's grace. I am not saying it doesn't matter. I'm saying it matters too much for us to keep on going with the wrong focus. We're going to finish well. We need to think about Him a bit more. Continual realignment is necessary. How many people feel like you have to realign a bit? Great. I'm glad you are. Because there's many people no longer walking with Father because they said, what's wrong with me? I have to keep on making choices and I keep on making bad ones. And so that said, I can't do this. But we need to have a refresh revelation that 
the most holy and godly of people still have to make choices. And sometimes those choices is actually get up after a bad choice. Don't put people on a pedestal. I want to finish well. And I refuse to allow a moment of failure to derail me and throw me out of the race. I'm going to finish well. Anyone want to finish well? Come on, stand to your feet as we pray. And Pastor Tark comes back up. I just want to pray. Here's my prayer, real simple, but really sincere. And if this is your prayer, I want you to reach out to God right now. Father, empower us to finish well. Come on. Come on. Father, right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I want to thank you for this awesome privilege of being in this house today with the people of God. And we made a commitment this morning, and we're going to hold nothing back. Nothing, Lord, not the best, not the worst. We're going to give it all to you. Come on. We're going to give it all to you. Again, we say, God, have it all, have it all, have it all. No off-limits signs in our life. No, do not disturb God. Invade every part. You can have it all. Because we don't want to run well for a moment, but we want to finish well, almighty God. And we declare afresh together as one that we right now say, God, you are sovereign in our life. Momentum, whether it be negative, whether it be positive, it is not the determining factor. God, you are the God that created the spark that even caused the start of this positive momentum and we will not become reliant upon the momentum itself but know that it is the Spirit of God that is moving, that is flowing, that is changing lives. And God has a prayer to you saying we want to finish well. God, we no longer will take responsibility for your part or for other people's part. We just want to know you more, walk with you more, and we want to represent you well. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit.